lot of kids celebrating it's Pancake Day or Shrove Tuesday, which is the traditional feast day before the start of Lent or Ash Wednesday tomorrow. I love pancakes. Never think to make them as much as I used to, but uh, I find them acceptable occasionally for supper. Got to have some bacon. When we were kids, mom would say, supper tonight is pancakes and bacon. We were all over that. Now, Lent tomorrow, many will consider what to give up for Lent. That's a tough one for me. I don't practice Lent regularly, but if I were to attempt to give up anything tomorrow, um, I'd like to give up double-doubles. So hard. I'd like to just go back to black coffee. What about social media? Would you give that up? If you're thinking about it, why not? If they say at the very least, try deleting a couple apps you would spend too much time on anyhow. Just not the CJME one, please, because you need to listen to me and for all the breaking news alerts. After all, it's CFL Free Agency today. What if something big came up with the green and white? You would need to know. What would you consider giving up for Lent? one 877 Let me know what you uh, think you'd like to give up. Uh, the Royal Regina, Saskatchewan's oldest golf club is set to turn 125 this year. The Royal General Manager is Ryan Pollock joins me now this morning. Uh, Ryan, welcome. How are you, pal? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Good to have you back. When was the Royal Regina actually inaugurated? Yeah, it goes back a long time. Our, our club was officially founded on May 6, 1899. Yeah, 125 years old, an exciting year for our club and a summer of golf and celebrations that uh, all of us here at the Royal Regina are looking forward to. I'm interested in this uh, special beer you've commemorated here. Tell me about this. It's uh, it's caught a lot of steam here. It's, it's been a popular addition for us that we added a, a couple weeks back, and it goes back quite a few months ago when we started to discuss this um, with our friends um, over at Molson Coors Canada, and then we wanted to work with them and their product line and, and see which one of their products would be a best fit for us and, and represent our club. And we were excited that uh, we were able to land on a product and, and be able to stamp it as 1899 and have an exclusive branded beer for our club. It's just a draft product, um, only available here. So um, it'll be on tap throughout the summer, and members and guests are welcome to come down and, and give it a try. The Royal is a semi-private club, right? And it's rather unique because of its designation. And why is that, Ryan? We're semi-private. It means that we're really powered by our members and, and the value that um, our almost 800 total members bring. But um, it is, it's open to the public. Our clubhouse is open to the public. Some opportunities to come down and have lunch, um, dinner, drinks on the patio, and also an opportunity for anyone in the public to play golf seven days a week while we're open. We already um, have that ability to, to accommodate people. And I think that's a key part of us being a part of our community is still having opportunities for people that might maybe aren't quite there to commit to a full golf membership, but still want to come down and check out all the great things that the Royal Regina has to offer. General Manager Ryan Pollock, my guest. Is it true the Royal is only one of six in Canada with that Royal designation? Yeah, correct. We've given formal Royal status back at our 100th anniversary, um, and it dates back to a history and linkage through the RCMP and actually the Royal family way back in the 1940s, I believe, had a, had a visit from members of the Royal family to the golf club. We were granted that status, and it's, it's one we take very, very uh, seriously and, and wear that badge proudly.
I understand you intend to honor some of the uh, club's history this year, too, because of this uh, celebration. Absolutely. On We were founded on May 6th originally, but we're going to have a kickoff on Saturday, May 4th. Call it a birthday party, if you will, Founders Day. And there'll be some exciting videos and announcements um, that kind of tee up the whole summer. And then from there, there's really two more aspects with us hosting the Saskatchewan uh, Amateur Championships, men's and women's, in July 9th to 12th. So There'll be uh, upwards of 150 of Saskatchewan's best golfers competing for the provincial championship. And then our full-on celebration is August long weekend. We'll do uh, four or five days of lots of celebrations and partnerships with the RCMP and other local dignitaries. Um, Lots of golf events, lots of social events. That'll be the real key uh, celebration weekend for us. With this mild weather, does that uh, give you any concern on the course this year? Yeah, there's cause for concern. This last snow cover um, will definitely help. Um, We need some snow cover to protect our greens and and the grass, and not to mention the moisture that will come with it throughout the winter and spring. But we're doing okay. Uh, We've got uh, good people around here that in the spring will be able to to get up and running and and have confidence that uh, the conditions will be great right out of the start of the spring. What's the earliest you can recall opening? Well, the last couple of years, we haven't been open until late the first week of May with um, a lot of late snowfalls. I've heard stories uh, around here of, of some really mild winters being open as early as April 1st. I don't think we'll quite be there this year, but um, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see us uh, open sometime late in April. Ryan, thanks for the update. Looking forward to the celebrations this year. Thanks, Greg. Welcome to have you out here anytime. I'm Greg Morgan at 6.53. Joining me now, Kevin Martell from the 980 CJ Newsroom. National Pancake Day, Shrove Tuesday, if you will. And uh, tomorrow, Lent, Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Pancakes? Pancakes. You, you must love pancakes. Pancakes are my number one breakfast cake food. So French toast or waffles, they come second fiddle to pancakes. Yeah, I always, my, it's my go-to as well. Yeah. I don't mind a waffle, but and you know what? I was just remembering my mom used to throw blueberries. Oh yeah, in pancakes, chocolate ah. chips. Some throw chocolate chips. Yeah. My brother was a big chocolate chip and pancake fan. Uh, and what about uh, Lent? Having to give up something on Lent? Could you think of anything you'd like to give up? I could probably. Now I wouldn't necessarily like to give it up, but I could probably give up maybe alcohol, maybe meat. I might be able to give up meat. Really, I couldn't. It would be uh, tough. I, I, it would be yeah. hard. We'd, we'd see. It'd be a test, but. Oh, we got a text here from your partner that said, you know, I'd like him to give up the remote control. <laughs> um, so maybe consider that one there, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too many Kevin. Jets games. Uh, too many Jets games. Yeah, there. Super Bowl ratings are in. It's the most watched Super Bowl ever in the U.S., and the Canadian numbers are pretty decent, too. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, more than 10 million. Um, and at the peak in Canada, yeah, again, in Canada, according to TSN. And so at some point, 19 million. So we're talking average of about 10 million, but at some point, some people tuned in, uh, 19 million overall. So if you tuned in five minutes, you would have been counted in that. If you stayed through the entire game, you were counted uh, for that. So yeah, certainly the most watched Super Bowl in, you know, in Canada. And stateside no, now. Yeah, but not quite um, in terms of Vancouver Olympics and some events there actually drew more eyeballs in. So just a comparative look uh, from 2010 to to now. But I don't think this is that big of a surprise. 
I mean, you don't really have a lot of these events anymore, do you? Where everybody's at home watching the exact same thing. It doesn't usually happen. The Super Bowl is one of the only events where that does happen. Yeah, more than 123 million, right, in the U.S. Yeah. Last year, 115 million tuned in. Those uh, extra eyeballs, likely a lot of young girls because of Taylor Swift. And, you know, a lot of uh, guys I know were grumbling uh, that Taylor, they, they showed her. Way too much. And they figured it out. It was less than 1% of the entire broadcast. 54 seconds. For some men, Kevin, 54 seconds is a long time, you know. But come on. It's, it's, it grew, grew more eyeballs to the broadcast. The NFL loved it, I'm sure. Are you going to get shovel when you get home? Uh, yeah, I think I'll have to. You're the you're that kind of guy. You want to see the bare pavement of the driveway. Yeah, I'd like to get it. I, I, you know why, though? Because when we moved into the house last year, about this time, there was inches of snow and ice built up on that driveway. It wasn't fun to chip all the ice away, so I want to avoid that in the future, so I try to keep up. I don't think it's anything other than winter driving here this morning, you know, coming to work. I've got winter tires on so i feel pretty confident but uh, you have new tires not winter but you, you thought the drive to work was okay this morning yeah it wasn't you? yeah it wasn't too bad and i did see a number of uh, city trucks out and i mean you could tell as well the evidence was there intersections all of a sudden were you know you could see wet pavement slush so yeah some of that is gonna pass down now though for sure and uh, it might be a little slick but uh, yeah, it's winter driving. You've done it before. You can do this again. So hopefully your morning drive is a good one. Uh, all quiet around the teachers uh, and the province here. What, Day one yesterday, the bargaining, right? You could look at, yeah, you could look at that as a good sign. Um, they're still talking, for one thing. We weren't sure if uh, they were going to not agree on a certain issue and just say, you know, we're, we're going to break these talks off. They're expected to be back today talking. Again. Okay. Kevin Martell with more details ahead. At the top of the hour, CJME News Time now is 6.57. Pancakes for everyone! I want pancakes! Pancake day. Pancakes. Yeah, I love some pancakes. Pancakes, please. Pancakes. A lot of pancakes. Mmm, pancakes. Yeah, it's Pancake Day or Shrove Tuesday. Traditional feast before the start of Lanterash Wednesday, which is tomorrow and, uh, Throughout the centuries, it's become tradition for people to eat pancakes to mark the beginning of Lent in order to use up all the ingredients that they wouldn't be allowed to eat during the 40-day period leading up to Easter. So today, we have Pancake Day. Just in case you were wondering what to make the kids for breakfast before they leave for school. Now, Lent, of course, tomorrow is a period where, well, those who choose will decide what they can give up. And I suggest if I were to give up anything related, it would be the double-doubles. I have like two cups of coffee guaranteed a day, for sure. And I know that cream is far too fattening. I'd like to just, you know, give up double-doubles. I don't want to give up coffee. No one should give up coffee. That'll just lead to too much suffering for others around you. If anything, give up the cream or sugar. So that's what I'm going to try to do. Here's one I suggest for my girlfriend, Jen. She's, she's not listening right now because I know she's already hit the snooze button like three times by now. Would you ever consider giving up the snooze button, starting your day during uh, Lent with a rather heroic moment of no more snooze button? For me, when I hear the alarm, it's out of bed immediately. There's no snooze button in my life. You'd be surprised how much you could actually get done in those groggy seconds. As soon as it goes off, I jump out of bed, scared 
all the time. Like, what, what, what? I, I immediately go to the bathroom. I've turned the shower on to get the hot water moving before I become fully awake. I never hit the snooze button. What would you consider giving up for Lent? Text me at one 877 Let's check in on the teachers in Providence at the bargaining table. No deal yet, but no news either, which might be good news. Teachers in the province hunkered down in the boardroom in Saskatoon all day yesterday. It may be kind of like deal or no deal, right? Teachers looking up to that shadowy figure behind the dark glass, waiting to hear what sort of deal they'll be offered. If things do fall apart and they pack their briefcase and leave, remember... 48-hour notice is needed. So with talks, as far as we know, scheduled for another day today, no one has stormed out. Maybe it's more than likely there will be no strike this week before the holidays next week. It's February break. We'll keep you updated as uh, we get details. You'll know, too, as well as at cjme.com. Day show Tuesday, Ash Wednesday tomorrow. Lent. I think my oldest daughter, uh, if I think about what to give up for Lent, I was mentioning how I'd like to go just strictly black coffee and give up the double doubles at the very least. I wish my daughter would give up watching reruns. Like Friends is, and I love Friends, but it's always streaming in my household whenever I'm not in control of the TV. <laughs> What are you laughing at, Evan Bray? <laughs> I'm just laughing at your your little self-imposed rant that you go on in the morning. <laughs> well, I just, you know, uh, seriously, you and I loved Friends back in its day, but we don't need to see it no. every day. No. And she's gone through every season, I don't know, four or five times over. This is very common, though, Greg. Lots of people do this. I got to settle down here. <laughs> what are you going to give up for Lent tomorrow? Well, I think apples. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never seen you eat an apple exactly. in my life. Exactly, I don't like apples. No, no, so. no, come on. You can't just give up something you don't already. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm not a big give up something for Lent guy. Well, play along, Bray. Okay, That's chocolate. all I'm asking. Okay, I, for me, chocolate would be hard to give up. I like chocolate. You'll be out of the contest by 10 tomorrow. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> you will give up chocolate. Hey, Valentine's Day tomorrow. Yes. Speaking of chocolate. Yeah. Now, would uh, Jody... Consider you romantic. Oh, yes. And so you've already planned tomorrow out? Well, without revealing the secret. A couple little things planned for sure. Now, does she wake up to something on the counter? (laughs) No, not when you get home. It'll be, yes, we'll we'll have, uh, we'll do some, something nice for supper, a little gift. Will you take her out or do you just want to do something in? Probably out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. These are the pressing questions that people really want to know. <laughs> yes. Uh, how much romance is stuck in that skull of yours? And uh, yeah, I'm a softie. I like Valentine's Day, but I have nothing huge planned tomorrow. Yeah. I'd rather wait till the weekend. 
Yeah, so, uh, exactly. Yeah. And and hey, it's that's nice to do little things here and there, not just on one day. I suppose. Now, yesterday you were wanting to ban cell phones in schools because you saw this, heard this. Is and down, uh, in, we, in by the way, got overwhelming support for that. I bet you did. Yeah, yeah. lots of I don't, people I, called I don't in. see a problem with banning cell phones. In fact, we heard from lots of classrooms in the province that uh, that already have a policy in effect, and, and it's working quite well with students where they have to give up their phone when they come in the classroom, they pick it up, at the end of the class. Were there anyone or those who uh, yesterday said on your show, uh, no, don't ban cell phones, and if they did, why not? Yeah, I mean, people said, you know, you got to embrace technology, so this is a step backwards. But, you know, at what we know, most most classrooms have technology available stu- for students. They don't expect them to bring their own cell phone. So if they're going to do a school project, it's not necessarily on their own phone. It's on a uh, school piece of technology. I just find, you know, cell phones in general, uh, like, you know, uh, in our household set time limits on the phone in the evenings. Uh, I, I, I was saying on the weekend, you know, I went to the Pats game and I'm looking at the kids and I'm thinking, when I was a kid, if my mom or dad took us to the Pats game, it was phenomenal. And you were enraptured with the game. You you, you were. Yeah. Uh, but now I think cell phones just deadened imaginations. It's just expected now to or, go out. Or are the kids using cell phones for exploratory reasons, to learn more about the players as the as I didn't the game see is. that happening. Okay. I did not see that <laughs> happening. But, uh, okay, so uh, everyone's on board for banning cell phones. Look at us making decisions. <laughs> we are. No yes. decision yet from the teachers. And uh, you're trying to crawl out of that uh, uh, hole where you, you sounded so against anything will ever come out of this well, meeting. I heard a, you yesterday listen, backing off no, a little no, Greg, on your I'm show. not against it. I'm just skeptical. Skeptical. I don't, sorry, I don't yes. think it's going to happen. I still don't. If if Samantha Beacott sticks to the point that uh, classroom complexity has to be part of the final agreement and the province is saying it will not be in the agreement, how are they going to get a deal? Somebody's got to give. Somebody's got to give. I I hope they're giving today because uh, all quiet yesterday, and I'm hoping that's a a good sign. Uh, Coming up on your show, I know the Arrive Can app is a hot issue right now. What a debacle that was. Yeah. Uh, And (laughs) we're just discovering now. Heck, the the investigation proves they don't even know how much this really costs. Well, the Auditor General basically said this has been a nightmare in terms of how they have managed the project, how they have fiscally managed the project. 60 million bucks is likely going to be the total, but they can't even really put a price tag on it because it was so poorly managed. So I'm going to be talking. The Globe and Mail has done not only a good job of reporting on this, but they've actually broke different segments of this story. So I'm going to talk with their desk editor uh, this morning just after 8.30 and uh, learn a little bit more about what this debacle has looked like. I see in my Evan Bray program, Cabinet Delorme's going to be popping yeah. up today. Yeah, that, that's pretty exciting. The uh, Indigenous Child Welfare Act was uh, upheld at the Supreme Court of Canada. Uh, big news for First Nations, and Cadmus is going to help us kind of weed through that, understand what this actually means in practical terms. Okay, there, uh, you little heartthrob. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see what Jody says about Valentine's okay, Day tomorrow. Okay, we can do a report. Okay, thank you. Evan Bray is back here at 8.30. CJME News Time now is 727.